This is episode 13. This is part two of Siempre Viva and Paco the Artist. To listen to part one, please go to episode 12. Enjoy! Hello, hello, bienvenidos. I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate, a podcast with conversations of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. Join me to hear stories from entrepreneurs of different cultures and identities. I believe consumers want to support businesses and organizations that they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. I know it does for me. Also, my daughter will join me once a month to talk about the kid entrepreneur perspective. So subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. Okay, so we've talked about your cultural identity and we talked about your businesses. So how does your cultural identity affect the way you run your business? So my business is basically I want every little Latina girl to have a doll that looks like them. I want them to feel like they're important enough to have a doll that looks like them. Mm -hmm. Um, To know that just because you're brown doesn't mean that there's not a doll that you can get Mm because everybody deserves a doll that looks like them. Yeah. Because dolls are so important in in learning how to love, in learning Uh about families, yeah, because they learn, so learn much. about society and socializing through playing yeah. as little kids. Mm-hmm. And to have one that looks like you, it means so much. Yeah. So I really feel like being like true to my culture is definitely part of my business. Yeah, I mean, because if you don't see toys or dolls or things that are relatable to you when you're a little kid then Mm -hmm. how do you feel like you fit in the world yeah how do you feel like you're special yeah if you don't have or that you're even part of it yeah 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 what about you um what about you Paco how does your cultural identity affect the way you run your business it it's it's cool because I'm lucky that whether whether I'm selling prints of paintings I've done or, or getting a chance to do like a mural somewhere or I get a chance to tattoo someone, I've been lucky that in all of those I have more than more than enough chances to use that and apply it. So you know, every apply time your culture. Yeah. Every tattoo I do is great and I love it all and I'm I'm gonna give it hundred and ten percent. But you're always going to be super happy when someone says, you know, I wanted to get like an Aztec this with this. I want to get mm-hmm. a Dios Muerto this with that. Not just because you're like, oh, I, I, I can't wait to do that. But that's going to be out there. And people are going to ask questions. They're going to want to know things. They're going to want to see it. They're going to... It spreads. It, it spreads from there. Yeah. And when when... When that's who you are, it, it's not hard for it to be shown through your through your artwork. So I have a good time just just like creating what I already know. It's not yeah. it's not hard because you're not making up stuff, you know. He loves that truck. And, <laughs> and, but I think it's it's important because I try to think of what did I look for when I was seven, ten. And I was into this stuff, and I was so, like, about this stuff and not really knowing why. What was I looking for, or who was I looking for to, like, inspire me to do stuff and make me want to go home and stay up till 4 or 5 in the morning drawing paint and all that stuff. So when I do stuff, I always hope that's what's happening. Is that, yes, someone can, can buy something and put it in the house and it looks nice, cool, but then someone's actually, like, putting it in their studio or in their collection or in their whatever. And when they're sitting there drawing it in the morning stump they look around all the artwork and if mine's included that's awesome and then they're like oh i can do something like this whatever it motivates them to push further that's the payoff that's the coolest thing not just like cool i made this much money selling these many prints okay that's that's cool that's great it feeds our family and that's very important but did the real reason why you're in this happen did kids come up to you like oh my god what 
you, what is this and how do you use that? Whatever. I love drawing. I love painting. Oh, do this, do that, do that. That's the most important thing for me because when I was yeah. little, that's what I wanted and that's what I was looking for. I was pumped by seeing artists and stuff like that and artwork and all that. I'm like, oh my God, I want to do all of that. I think that every single business owner I've interviewed for this podcast has pretty much said that the most fulfilling thing for them is when their work or what they've created or what their purpose is of their business inspires others. Mm -hmm. So I think that's true, not just for creatives, but for entrepreneurs in general. Um, I think there are business owners and entrepreneurs that are in it just for that bottom line, just to make that money. But I think that really uh, dehumanizes what they're doing. And and dehumanize, what I mean dehumanize is it loses the, re- it loses the ability to relate to people. It loses the ability to connect to one another. Because mm-hmm. I think that that really is what innately makes us human, mm-hmm. is to relate to another one, one another, connect the emotion that we feel from something like the emotion that people feel when they see their dolls like when my grandma cried and she saw your dolls (laughs) you know or they feel emotion or they feel inspired by something that you drew or or a mural or even a tattoo a tattoo every time that they look down on their body and they see like your artwork even though it was something that they told you to tattoo on them it's still your Mm -hmm. still your art right Mm -hmm. or like that that um, mural you just finished what where was that um it's on a column right Um, yeah it's in it's in front of the tracy uh the grand theater in tracy downtown tracy yeah just i just finished that up last night how long does that take you it took a couple days a couple days i don't know how many hours each day but it took a couple days at least a good week or so maybe safe to say so how easy or how difficult has it been for both of you or either one of you to find the resources that you need for your business? I have been super, super lucky that my husband has basically funded my endeavor, my business launching and everything. And like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Is the bank of husbands yes. available to fund other small businesses? <laughs> Are you going to be officially become an <laughs> investor? And I think that partly, like, it goes back to the time that, like, I was there to help when he started his little adventure. Like, honestly, I I was just like, no one's going to buy my stuff. No one's going to be interested in my dolls. And he's like, just do it. Like, I'll buy everything. He bought me a sewing machine, like, I think for Christmas one year. And I had it for a while. I had, like, for six months, maybe even longer without actually getting started and he's like well just what do you need to get started let's let's just go buy you the stuff and I was like all right well I don't have to lose anything so I'll do it and so then I got started and you know like a pop-ups would come up and and it'd be like 50 bucks maybe at the most because I didn't know anybody or like there at that time there was this was before there was like pop-ups every weekend mm-hmm. so it was like maybe one pop up here, one pop up there. He's like, here, just pay for it. So I'd pay for it, and then I'd try to pay him back after, like with the money that I'd make. And he'd be like, no, just keep it. It's like a profit, and well, we I would go from I there. I would tell her, reinvest it in herself. You know, okay, now you have this. You made a profit of that. If you look at it and then you go like, oh, cool, I made a hundred bucks. You're gonna. The hundred bucks gonna be gone really quick if you go. Okay, I made hundred bucks. Okay, I need this. It costs this much to make that. I need this much material. I'll spend sixty bucks on that. Now I have forty for profit. Cool. And you're gonna enjoy that forty better than the whole hundred because you you can spend that on whatever. But then you've also invested in yourself, and that feels really good because you grew. You just grew your your company basically. That's like the little the pebble effect, you know. From there, everything everything grows. But yeah, I was doing, I had a, uh, doing the, the Dia de los Muertos show in, uh, in Oakland, the festival. Mm-hmm. And not, what, a couple of weeks before or something like that, she was just making them on her own just because she loved doing it. 
and she made one and showed it to me and I was like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And she's like, yeah, um, it kind of just like said there, she was happy enough with making it for herself and whoever wouldn't, would enjoy it. And I was like, how many of those can you make? Like how fast can you make this many? She's like, I don't know when, well, in the next, I forgot from then to the day of the show, how much it was going to be, how much time was it going to be? And she made, I don't know. How many do you think? I think I made like 20 the first time. Something like Like, that. Like when we went to that event. I think I had like 20 of them. And this, and the whole time was a, I was, you shouldn't have to do this, but I was fighting with her to do it. She had a lot of self (laughs) doubt. She didn't. Yeah. And and I I had just had a baby just to clarify. I, I had had a baby three months before this. So like I was still really baby emotional in the trenches yes i was deep in it like my stomach was still super baby mode so i was really doubting myself as just like a new mom again Mm -hmm. this is my second baby i was doubting myself in that like just being a human because you know how crazy it is to have a baby let alone someone tell me like people are gonna want your stuff that was like to me, I just couldn't even imagine. Didn't even make sense. No, couldn't at that even. Time, yeah. I didn't know. I no. Mm-mm. So to have him say like, "Do this. You can do this. Add another thing onto my plate." At that time, I was like, "Oh my god!" As it is, we weren't that. sleeping. You know, as yeah. it is, we weren't sleeping. And then to add this to our plate, I was like, "Oh my god!" But it worked out. And if I wouldn't have had that push, I wouldn't have started it. I so how not. many dolls did you sell? I sold them all. All of them, and then she had a. And then a I got orders, orders for. for I some. got orders, and then. Um, wow. Our our good friend from Tienda Azteca, he um, Oscar, he owned the store in Fruitvale. He was like, "Do a pop up at my place," and I was like, "Nobody's gonna come to a pop up for me." I was right. Nobody came. (laughs) But it's okay because people saw that I had a pop-up and they were like, what? What's that? Like, that was at the beginning when there was no Mm pop-ups. And um, he came to the pop-up, Paco came to the pop-up to bring, like, people, like, because he had already, like, his Instagram following from tattooing. So a couple of his clients came and... You know, it was like maybe a handful of people, but that was like the start of it. Yeah, everybody has a start yeah. somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. if I wouldn't have had that push, I wouldn't have done it. I would not at all because I was busy being a mom. Yeah. Like hardcore into it. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily I've always had like the support to you know get my business going even when like (laughs) even when like recently my machine broke you know like I've had him encouraging me like do you need anything and you know luckily I've had that I haven't been a hundred percent on my own you have though but I Mm -hmm. but so okay that's so right. okay. So <laughs> <laughs> hold on, Paco. I got you. Hold on, I got you. <laughs> but you have been on your own because you, first of all, let's let's take him out of it. Okay, let's pretend yeah. he's not your husband. It's just a bank. Yeah. A random person, an investor, someone else who said, "Here, here's some money." Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, make financially. A dollar, make a dollar out of this. Yeah, financially, cents. definitely, Seriously, he's been like, behind me. But, like, the hustling on Instagram, like, 24-7 updating and posting, and I know, it. like, sometimes it totally interferes with our married life. But it has been you this whole time. Yeah. Like, you yeah. took that and you yeah. turned it into something yeah. else, like, by, your, by yeah. yourself. And even if he wasn't there, there would be someone else supporting you because yeah. little by little you started, I mean, you said, um, what's his name, Os- Oscar? Yeah, he he opened his doors to, like, let me do a pop-up there. So someone, I mean, 
yes, you've done it alone, and yes, we need support from other people, but support is support. When you're doing something, like, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, is, like, you make shit happen, you get it done, you find a way. You did it with a three-month-old baby, (laughs) still, like, in postpartum mode. Yeah, I was totally, like, crying all over the place. (laughs) Even the night before, like, that first event, I was like, I can't do this. You created something beautiful, and... Even now, before, like, the night before an event, I will stay up and work on dolls just because I know, like, I have to have enough. What if someone comes and there's not enough, you know? Like, I still totally freak out. Even a hundred pop-ups later, I need to make sure everyone that wants a doll gets a doll. Yeah, And, and that's what makes you... That's what makes you so successful. Like anybody can say, I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur because you're, because you're creating something and then you monetize it. That's a business owner, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, a successful business owner Mm -hmm. is someone who goes that extra mile, puts in 110%, you know, like how you were saying, Paco does with his tattoos and everything he does like going that extra step yeah um, I to- like honestly I totally feel that my business is a success maybe I don't make thousands of dollars at my events but my success is I have customers that buy that come to my local events that will come to every single event and buy a doll I've seen them at every single event for the last five events Mm-hmm. That to me is like a huge success. Like your grandma coming and me never even knowing her and her crying when yeah, she sees that my Yeah, that was dolls, like really crazy that, to me. That is a <laughs> like, huge success. Like I feel I am so lucky to be able to make these dolls for people. And like I feel like I, my business is just so amazing right now. Like this is the time where everybody is like showing so much love to me. And it has nothing to do with like monetary at all I feel yeah. like it's all starting to line up but not like money you know not to do with money it's all about like my followers and everybody that just buys my dolls and loves them so much yeah it is it's it, a creative entrepreneur I feel is different mm-hmm. than other business owners because yeah. there's there's retailers, there's people who go buy things, and they're be- they're still beautiful. Yeah. But a, a creative entrepreneur that creates something that comes from deep within, I feel, is in a completely different category. Yeah, definitely. And in the people, the group of vendors that you vend with, they're a lot amazing. of them are creatives. Yeah. A lot of them are, and every single one is unique. You may have two people next to each other selling the same items but they're completely different yes. because they come from they come from the heart yeah i definitely agree the vendor community is very special yeah i love it yeah I yeah love i was talking to um anna from the one lock oh yes the uh-huh. one she LLC, lives, LLC, she lives one in lock, our right? town. She, she calls in, it the one luck, right? Yes, she lives in Tracy. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. she does. So I w- actually just met her this last weekend at the Monkey Head. Super yeah. sweet. I just met her. That was the first time I talked to her and met her. And um, something that we were talking about was how all of these um, all of these pop ups and vendor shows with Latino, Latina, Latinx mm-hmm. uh, business owners are completely different. It's a completely different vibe. It's like a community mm-hmm. of vendors instead of um, business owners and vendors being in competition with each other. Well, even um, within, like, I feel even within, like, the Latino, Latinx community of vendors, there's a different vibe between like regions like the LA vendors are very different from like the Bay Area vendors and like once you get into the whole scene you kind of see like how it plays out and then 
we go a step further and then there's the really creative vendors that are like all about hustling and like being supportive of each other and loving each other and we see each other every weekend and we're like family then there's another another level of vendors that more want like a social change they use the vending opportunity Mm -hmm. to like give a voice to their political stance and those type of things so even within like the vendor community there's it's so diverse yeah and 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 you see that and what her what her and i were talking about is that how she at first she said she didn't i she she said she didn't identify as latina i guess She's like, oh, but I don't, oh, no, she, she didn't say that. I'm sorry. She's like, oh, but I don't speak Spanish. I'm like, it's okay as long as you <laughs> yeah. identify however you want to identify. Mm-hmm. I said, um, you don't have to speak Spanish if you call yourself a Latina mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever you call yourself. Um, but she seemed kind of self-conscious about that, how she's at a Latina, Latino, Latinx vending event, but she didn't speak Spanish. And she said, you know what? This vending event is very different than other ones that I go to when it wasn't all completely 100% Latinos because it was just different. It didn't feel like a community. It mm-hmm. felt more competitive. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I think love the le- like- I think in general like even though everybody's like different, you can even like categorize the vendors differently or they're there for a different purpose or reason. No matter what, at the end of the day, there's this common connection that everybody could relate to in one shape mm-hmm. or form that just, it brings everyone together and you're a community. Yeah. And you help each other out and you give each other tips and you, right? And you and you are each other's cheerleaders and you're each other's supporters. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely fun. And we all are, like, we all, like, see each other on Instagram and, like, like giving each other borras, like, you know? Like, oh, like, here's the next event. Are you going to be here? Or, you know, like, we all try and help each other out and we're all everybody's biggest cheerleader. We're all friends. And, like, there's no, there's no need for competition, like you said. There's room for everybody to make money. Yeah. What I like, I make dolls, but if somebody else wants to make dolls, their dolls, they might look the same, but they're going to be completely different. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. Everybody, everybody can make money. Mm-hmm. I invite everybody to try and make money. I just, I cannot get that $9 billion Halloween oh, business example out of my head because, like, <laughs> make costumes, right? <laughs> Have you ever looked into what the doll industry looks like i have not i haven't but i can honestly tell you it is a good business to be into Hmm. it is i wonder what the costume industries looks like if i had more time (laughs) my biggest challenge is time yeah that's everyone's like i feel like i'm trying to do 50 hours of work in 24 hours. in 24 hours yeah. a day but in those 24 hours like i have to sleep yeah <laughs> i have to i had to take care of my I kids i have to tend to my kids i have to make them <laughs> like, dinner i have to make sure that they're alive and yeah. okay and yeah, I, know. I feel the know, same like and once in a while i clean my house <laughs> and make sure yeah. it's sanitary enough for us to live in right right hmm. if you can walk in a straight line you're good yeah <laughs> one day to be you're good but yeah that's 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 uh I, I was actually like really glad for many reasons but like one of the reasons i was, I was really glad she started doing her thing is because like i always felt really bad because I wanted to be successful in, in, in what I did, and that takes a lot. Like you're saying, there's, it's hard to find time and all that. Because it's it's a very 24-7 thing. It isn't a, like, yeah. we don't we can't turn this stuff off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was an entrepreneur for four hours, and so I have the rest mm-hmm. of the data. No, it's you're constantly thinking. It keeps you up at night. You stress out, and especially if you have, you have family and all that stuff. 
all of those things come into play. And so with 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 her, I would always feel bad because I'd come from work and I wasn't like, okay, I'm done with the date. No, now I have to work on the next print or I have to work on the next design for this person, right? And and here I go, I just got home, but now I'm pulling out all my stuff again and I'm gonna be working till who knows what time. Yeah. Now she's doing her thing and it feels it's balanced. Better. It's yeah. a little balanced. I had a you know, I have an office a studio thing and I hardly go in there. Because if I do, I'm isolating myself from everybody. And I'd hate to be like, I've already been away from you for the whole day. Now I'm going to get home and say hi real quick and then isolate myself again. I can't. So we have to find some way. No joke, I actually bought a, a coffee table, that one that lifts <laughs> up. So you can, it, it stays level. And I can sit there and paint and draw if I want to. And at least she's there, even if she's there just watching oh, the like movie. Oh, like a standing desk? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So at least... Yeah, I need one of those. That's something, you know. We can... It, it does yeah. come in handy a lot. It's they a even coffee have ones table. That, yeah. Oh. It's a big coffee table. That goes up. But the whole thing comes what? up. Yeah. Walmart. Mm-hmm. Walmart.com. Which like people, my kids say. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's... it's. I'm, I'm glad. I'm this grateful for that. This is not a promotion. I won't no. Be. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> not a promotion. Yeah. Not a <laughs> So basically, our house is like a like an artist dream, I guess you would say. Like his dream, he told me, was that I would have I would be working on my dolls or my stuff while he paints, and we watch TV and our kids are sleeping. And I would say that ninety percent of the time, that is our that is our hmm, alone time. So I think that. It's kind of working out. I think I'll stay another 10 years, maybe, if he's lucky. I'm, I'm on the fence. <laughs> it's a high fence. No, it's, you know, like, my, my one of my main rules has always been, you know, if, if I've already been I've already been at work all day, I come home, I'm not doing anything having to do with painting, drawing, tattooing, work, anything until the kids go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's their time. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't have any interruptions with them because... Uh, even if you see like my my Instagram what I am whatever it says father then artist then whatever that's that's my main thing is mm-hmm. is my family that's the driving force for everything so I can't do it backwards or else it will fall because yeah. let's say my let's say my business my company fails when I'm down and at my lowest they're the ones that are going to be there and they're the ones that are going to pick you up if you do it the other way, then it's it's just backwards thinking, you know. So I love when I get home and it's a happy home. Like you said, as she was saying, we don't have everything. Um, the house is a mess <laughs> all the time. The You know, there's all these things that people would think as like down. And I'm like, no, this is perfect. Because mm-hmm. my kids are happy. They're all over the place. They're running around. They're nuts. I see my wife happy. I see the things we're doing, growing. When does financial status and other stuff like that come into play when you're thinking like that? If it was to the point where I was ignoring it so much that like, oh, well, now, you know, we're homeless. Oh, crap. Uh, Now we should start thinking about doing this. That's one thing because now you're just neglecting not only who you are, what you are, but your family and all that stuff too. But as long as you have what you need... And you do the stuff you you love with everything, with all your heart, with with all your support, with all that stuff. That stuff's going to come anyways. So I'm not going to focus on financial like, oh, if I do this and this, I'm going to make all this money. When if I, could, if I can do all of these things right, the right way to what my definition of right is, that's going to happen regardless. And I've been yep. proven that bunches of time. I tell her sometimes like, the creepiest thing happened today. What? I was going to do this and then it was gone and then I I was like all depressed and then out of nowhere I got a phone call and it was this person and they said this and now I'm going to do this. What? Those things, you're not, you can't plan for that stuff but you have to have the hope that they're there. The good stuff, it's waiting but it's waiting for you. (laughs) 
It's waiting for you. It's standing there going, I've, I've been here your whole yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, if our mindsets are not ready to be open to receiving things like mm-hmm. that, then we won't even be able to see them. Because mm-hmm. I think the main difference between, I don't know, for a lack of better, uh, I don't know, lack of better phrase, the have and have nots, and I don't know, this, this is just kind of like really, not really good example, but just to put it very simply, the difference between the have and the have-nots is the mindset is that the people who have can see what they have and can see beyond everything and can see that they will always have no matter what or there will always be an opportunity for them to have. And the have-nots focus on what they don't have mm-hmm. instead of what yeah. they do. And when you're focused on what you don't have, then you're not able to bring in more things. Yeah. Definitely the law of attraction. Mm. <laughs> For sure. It really happens that way. It's creepy, but it, 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 it... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really does. I mean, I mean, you obviously have to do something about it, too. You yeah. can't just sit there and wait and be like, no. I'm attracting yeah. this. I'm yeah. attracting... Mm-hmm. No, you actually have to do something <laughs> about it and, and believe it, right? So I want to get into what technological tools do you use for your business? Um, I know you mentioned Instagram. You yeah. mentioned that you do all your sales on Instagram. I'm just like an Instagrammer. That's it. Like I, I post on Instagram all the time. And well, I've been so lacking on my Instagram these last couple of weeks. I guess just because like the. Um, what do you mean by lacking? Like. You need to post every day on Instagram. Instagram is a full-time job. Besides yeah. creating your content, like your your product, you need to create content that the people want to see because they want to feel like they know you. So not only yeah. do you need to post your products, you need to post stories so that they can feel like they're your friend or that they know you and they feel that connection yeah, to you. That's how they engage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I've been I, just I, to- I totally agree with you and I get that. But sometimes you physically can't. Yes. So it's, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's important for us like not to be hard on ourselves. And that's something yeah. that I've been learning <laughs> to do. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Physically, be, being, like the last two weeks, I was just like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Like, I mean, if you can't, you can't. I was feeling, it, you I, know, don't, I get a lot of guilt. Like, taking time away from my kids. Like, I shouldn't be, like, on my phone doing this stuff when my kids are on the couch. Yeah. But, you know, like... Then, then don't. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Some days I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't. I'll, I'll tell her sometimes. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah, he's a big, like, don't be on your phone. And she, she takes it, I'd say 99.9% of the time, she takes it as an offense. She takes yeah. it as, like... Super personal. And it's hard to get her to understand that that's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to say, look at what I'm seeing and trust me, put that down for a little bit. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't, at the same time, you can't plug yourself in and then just become like this, this like, you know, Android to your stuff. It's do what you're supposed to do and then remember to step back a little bit. But that's any tool. Yeah, it's no. Any yeah. tool. We're just she. She thinks of it as Instagram. It's like, but no, it, that's just a source. That's just a resource that you're using, and it's the same as uh, being a salesman, door to door, and all that stuff. You can't feel bad. I didn't knock on every single door of that street today. Yeah. Oh, I'm such a failure. Yeah. No, you physically can only do so much, and then you're gonna get tired, and the day is gonna end, and yeah. all this stuff. Now you have to serve yourself. Yeah. Take care of yourself, regenerate yourself. Tomorrow, it'll be harder, and 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 that's. I just try to, f- I try to make sure there's a balance because I already I've been to the point, I've done the things where you go way too deep into this end, and way too deep into that other end. Yeah. The highs and lows are insane, and that's gonna come with everybody. So whoever's trying to get into anything. I'm not trying to warn you. I'm just saying this is going to happen. Expect it. And everyone's going to have different versions of it. But when it's when it's the hardest, when it's the lowest or whatever, use that. Use that to your advantage and figure out how to get out of that 
and keep going. If it takes 10 years, it takes 10 years. We get so hung up on this whole like, oh, I'm this years old now. I should have this. I'm this much. I why this. <laughs> I've been running this company for ten years. Why aren't we this? Mm-hmm. It it happens on the day after the ten years to some people, or it happens in two days for internet celebrities. It, it just you <laughs> yeah. know it, it it's just whatever. It's just not giving up. That's the thing that yeah, I for sure, always... Yeah, for sure, yeah. Not giving up. That's the one thing. And, like, you know how you are telling me earlier, like, oh, it sounds so corny. Some people say, uh, you know, the, those phrases that you were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. That Follow one, your heart. Yeah, Be stuff, true whatever. to yourself. Hey, whatever Be works. Be fearless. <laughs> cool. Take but the that, leap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The cat hang in there. <laughs> the poster. Hang in there. <laughs> those are, like... Don't quit. All versions <laughs> of the truth, you know. It's still, it's still the truth. It's when it gets hard. That's when it's you're really gonna like. Okay, you really want. It's a this? marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. like wake up at three o'clock in the morning. <gasps> Follow your heart. No. So, she, so, so back to the example of, of her. She's had times, same as me. She's had times where it's been two in the morning whatever time doing all this stuff she's like oh and, and she's complaining not in like an annoying way but a complaining in like a you know it's getting to her yeah. and i and i tell her remember why you got into this and remember this is expected this is yeah. part of it yeah cuz i really try to like like i mean like i'm saying my instagram is my only real way i mean i have a facebook page for siempre viva but I feel like Facebook is for old people. I mean, I shouldn't even be saying that, but I feel kind of like it's for my mom and her generation. No, it really is. Like, I don't get any action on Facebook at all. No, it really is. You know? So, like, Instagram is the spot to be. So, I really try to, like, respond to every single um, person. I try to answer all the messages because I feel like people... The, the followers that I do have, I want to be connected to them. So sometimes that does become a little trying like a, and, like, overwhelming to be able to respond to everyone and 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 do it. But well, I, I, I think it's okay when we don't fulfill those, like, expectations yeah. we've set of ourselves because then... We relate to people even more because then they see that we're human. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I am machines. totally, I am totally honest. Like, I do post on my Instagram. Like, you know what, guys? I just, I've been MIA for the last two weeks. Sorry, I just couldn't. And, and they that's seem, the best they love way. It. Yeah, that's they the best way it. to be because yeah. they, they feel like they know like me. That. And they understand. Like, there's this thing that um, I do. Like, I post like Motivation Monday and like Affirmation Friday. And like today, I didn't post an affirmation. I did not feel like posting one. Yeah. I just couldn't. And like a, like a month ago or something, I didn't post a Motivation Monday because I was not... Motivated. Like, I don't give a F yeah. about being motivated right now. And yeah. that's real life. Yeah. But the next day on Tuesday, I posted it. I was like, I'm posting my motivation on Monday today on Tuesday because yesterday I didn't care about feeling motivated so you have to start on Monday Mondays yeah so <laughs> there you go that's perfect you don't even have to post nothing it's just a blank screen no I didn't post it and on Tuesday that's what I wrote down yeah I wrote down and I'm like I'm posting my motivation Monday for Tuesday because today I'm starting my week with my motivation yeah. <laughs> today on Tuesday not yesterday I wasn't feeling it and then the response was like Oh, that's so, thank you for being so honest. Like, I feel yeah. like that too, you know? Because it's relatable. It's real. Like, yeah. Yeah. And today I did not feel like an affirmation. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's your favorite technological tool, um, Paco? Mainly, um, like, photographing is a big one because uh, that shows whether something's good or not and that sounds bad but i mean as far as like if it shows that you care a lot about how this picture came out of this thing you just did this is something about you too because i've seen a lot of people that do the same thing and then they're just like whatever and they post that up it's like so how much did you really care about me seeing that and do i even want to see more of your stuff because the last 20 things have been like yeah just whatever 
So that's a big one for me, like that my camera's good, that my phone camera's good, that 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 my video camera's good. All of those are really important to me because your business I'm, is visual. It's vi- it's visual. You know, like if I do it, if I do a tattoo and the picture looks bad, I have to think about people's mentality. If they see a bad picture, they see a bad tattoo, they don't want to get tattooed because they think it's going to look bad like that. If you clean it up, you make sure the white balance is nice, the lighting is good, everything is clean, it looks nice and sharp, it doesn't look all swollen, it looks like something people are going to want. Not in a product sense, but in like a, it looks like I can go to him and trust him with that and, and... I'm going to be happy with, yeah. with what I Yeah, because you're always going to keep the pictures of your tattoos. You can't, like, keep the pieces yeah. of the mm-hmm. people. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep yeah. parts of their, their bodies. Their reactions, and, like, yeah. Yeah. a little smile, them smiling next to the tattoo. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. <laughs> that will look good, no. <laughs> and then with, with my, my paintings and stuff, too, not all of them are small enough that I can scan. So I have to make sure that those pictures are perfect. Otherwise, when they're made prints, they won't look high quality so what do you use you use your phone or do you have a special camera yeah i have a, a, a dslr you know camera set up and and then i'll, I'll have a, um i'll set up like a white wall um you have lights too? yeah yeah mm-hmm. i have the lights set up on either direction so there's no glare and i just set up the tripod and and take hundreds i don't i take so many pictures I try to find the the, the best ones she hates it because I always go, okay, look, this is 1 through 20. Which one do you like the best? They all look the same <laughs> to me. But I have to I'm ask just a her, person. You know, she's a person. I'm just a person. Seeing the picture, you know? I forget what's your honest thing. Okay, cool. Then from there, you know, on uh, um, if I have to on Photoshop, I'll mess with it just a little bit. Not not the colors or anything like that, but, you know, just the quality of it, making sure it looks nice and sharp and all that good stuff mm-hmm. so that when I send it out to get printed, it looks like the best. Like the brightness and yeah. the filters yeah. and so stuff things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah. There's... I just use my phone to take pictures and Me videos too. and everything. I just well, use now, my phone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> like, I just got this one not too long ago for that reason because I need it everything to but then that brings more pressure because then you need to have the Mm -hmm. latest phone yep like my phone is only a year and a half old but i already feel i need a new phone yeah because i photograph my products i use i use my husband's phone to take pictures sometimes and then i'll just send them to myself (laughs) because that's what i'm gonna start doing because he has a new phone (laughs) yeah actually i use airdrop do you have Apple phones? Uh, we have Samsung. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you I, probably have that same feature, though. Yeah. I have we an call app it, on there that can do it, though. So. Yeah. So, like, it's not texting. Yeah. It's just the phones communicating mm-hmm. and sending yeah. to each other. Yeah, I like that feature because then it goes a lot straight of the to time... Yeah, computer, then right? I can also do it straight to my laptop yeah. or or send it to him directly or he can send it to my laptop and instead of emailing, downloading, yeah. and yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, if you had no constraints, would you start another business? Maybe oh. I'd make costumes. <laughs> okay, that doesn't count. The only constraint here is you. <laughs> We've decided. Me and Paco, we decided. Tell her, because I tried. We decided. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you have no constraints. Okay, so I'm yeah. telling you, all you listeners, next year, Halloween, just, I don't care if, if Gloria hasn't posted it, you Contact place in me. order. Place in order for costumes. I will be making costumes. She made so she made that the Halloween one for my daughter, the LOL one, right? She spent however much time on that, and it looked good. She made the Egyptian one in in one night because um, you know everything was last minute as far as when they told us what days were going to be what. She put it together super quick, and it was you know it looked really cool. And I was like, I, mean, I was I was doing something on the couch, and I looked over and I was like. How long did that take you to make? Oh, like this like long. An hour. Like, it's really okay, quick. you made the Halloween one. It took you this long. You did this one just. I think the mentality was different. It's because I chose the costume, the the Egyptian costume. I like looked for what I wanted, opposed to when it was the Halloween costume. She was like really set on like a non-appropriate costume. <laughs> Because <laughs> those dolls are kind of not appropriate, some of the outfits. So we had to compromise, and it wasn't really like 
my choice. It was her choice. But this one, I chose it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I had it the passion. To yeah, do, because yeah. I really wanted to make that. It's all about the passion. The, the drive yeah. made her do that. Yeah. yeah. And probably she didn't even realize herself. Like, oh my God, yeah. this face is whatever. But when with what you're talking about, what I had explained to her was like, you know, you have the, 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 the Halloween stores. It's, it's once every year. They have to make a certain amount of costumes because they want everybody to buy that. So that means now the quality is, is, is lacking. Then I expect you guys to be my first customers. Oh, you could just Sign make me Sign up and... He already is a customer. Your kids... <laughs> I know. Your kids are... <laughs> That's fine. Before you leave here, ask my kids, what do they want? They always want these costumes. I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Right? And then, I like, know. at the end of the day, it's like, what do you have in your closet? <laughs> it's Halloween's tomorrow. Yeah. Put it closet? together. Do you, do you know Make what a hobo is? <laughs> You're about to. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, okay, just send a message to Gloria. And yeah. Just Instagram her. <laughs> yeah, it would totally start that business. People will but, give it to them. Okay, but, okay, that doesn't count. <laughs> so if you had no constraints, would you start another business? No. Like, I, no. Like, no constraints at all. Anything that you wanted, you would get it. I, I think I would seriously just build this business that I have because I really... Into I, what? What would you build it into? I would find other people that are passionate about making dolls and have them join my team so that I could have help creating the dolls but to my specifications and with the same amount of passion that you know that to create the dolls and to also to be able to pay them a fair wage you know so if anybody's looking for a sewing job <laughs> who wants to make dolls, yeah. Contact Gloria. Yeah, she will be taking interviews in the month of December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, no, that, seriously. That have, but dream. have you have you thought about it? Like, what would that look like? Would it be in a warehouse? Would it be in a garage? Would I it be? Know. I think it a, would be in like a cute. Would little, it be a little office, a, a small an office space? A cute little small space with like a small team. Of other people. That What's are small? Five? Maybe five. 15? Maybe five because I still wouldn't want it to be... Like a huge production. Like a huge line. production, yeah. yeah. I still feel like my dolls are special. And, I mean, I have gotten a couple of like, wow, your dolls are kind of pricey. But I personally feel like maybe they are a little bit pricey. But it's because it has that extra love and the extra time put into it and yeah so maybe not everybody can afford it but save your pennies and then maybe you can buy one no i mean like i think that is something that you can pretty much realistically you could probably do next year get a team of people who can sew like you or similar to you right and then put their own touch on it so like let's say you have a seamstress or her name is Lupita, then you can say this this doll by I, Lupita, I mean, right? She could put her touch on it, right? Ideally, I would love it if there was just other Latinas. Maybe, like, somebody, you know, from Central... Like, others from Central America. So that we could, ha- like, represent all, all Latinas. A variety yeah, of... Not just Mexicans, because I'm not... I mean, Mexico is not the only Latin American place that loves dolls, you know? I would love to be able to have a team that represents everyone. Mm-hmm. So, that would be my dream. If I had no constraints and full funding... Well, to be honest, I don't think you have any constraints to do any of that stuff. Just ask and be ready to receive. Yeah. Just that. That's yeah, because yeah. because a lot of the times like we're not ready to receive things, we're not ready to do it. That's why things don't happen. I feel. What about you, Paco? If you had no constraints? No, I wouldn't. Cause what I'm doing now, uh, it's what I've always wanted to do, hmm. and through that, I've been able to do other things that I wanted to do, also. So it's like. Yeah, I remember when when uh, when I was when I was younger, my mom would be especially with tattooing. Let's say, 
she didn't hate it, but I bet you she was more along the lines of like, oh, I thought you were going to do paintings for like these places or put stuff in like museums and all that, you know, like she didn't like a quite gallery, understand. Like a yeah, gallery artist. A more traditional version of what an artist would be. She didn't really understand it. But as... Very traditional Mexican family. Mm-hmm. Like stop tattooing yourself. Where are you going to tattoo yourself next? Your nalgas? That type of stuff. Which already for me was huge because my parents and my family in general, more more specifically my parents, never told me to stop. Never told me what I was doing was stupid. A waste of time. Get real. You're going to have to do this. I never got any of that. And my my parents used to own a business uh, on East 14th for many years. And... I really? Remember, what was their business? Uh, they they would sell mainly um, uh, uh, jewelry, clothing, um, things like that. But they then were also, a retailer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But but also my mom would make a lot of um, uh, dresses and, and and crafts and things like that too. But for like like recuerdos and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, that I grew up on in, in all of that, and I remember that um, behind the counter, behind the register. The uh, I would I would draw comic books. That's like a huge thing for me. Mm. It always been, and always always will will be um, in crayon. You know all this stuff. And I would tape it to the to the wall behind the register, and I would write my own little prices, two dollars, you know, whatever. I can see how lots of people would be like, get that down, and this and that. Like it's messing with whatever. They never told me that. They were always like, let him do his thing. If anything, they would support it and be like, my dad would find me a desk. I don't know how he got the desk. I don't, I didn't, you know, I didn't know all that stuff, but that was their way of like supporting, you know, all of that. So you know, I, I, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. I just want it to grow as it is, you know? It'd be cool to maybe one day have like a private studio where that's, that's kind of my own thing and I'm tattooing there clients that I know I could have you know guest people come over it also would have like a like a painting and art uh, section where people could come do that if it's not super loud she could come and sew and not bother the clients you know but like so when they there. invent silent sewing machines yes she'll be oh, the first okay. one to be in there I'll yeah. be the first one to get one yeah. <laughs> funded by Bank of Papo yeah. Or maybe you can create a silent sewing machine and then just that's have true. that fund whatever you want. That's, yeah, that's true. Why has no one ever invented that yet? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? My grandma, you met my grandma. I grew up with her sewing. I remember being woken up to the... Like being woken up to that. Then she would have those crinkly... She had those crinkly... Scissors. Um, scissors. Yeah, I was just like all these things, and I, I, I could hear her like cutting the fabric with those scissors because yeah. it sounds different. They make a very distinct sound. Yeah, so like all, all these things are memories of my childhood, and like I, and like my, my grandma and her sister, my grandma, my aunt, they made my dress for my quinceanera. Like that's so cool. how, like random people would come from the neighborhood. They would just show up, and, and she would sew for them. It, yeah. She would like hem clothes for them, everything and, and anything that you can she think of. She was a true seamstress. Make. Yeah, and she had her day job. She was a cafeteria lady at a school. <laughs> that was her day job, and That's then so she, cool. yeah. That's so. really cool. And then you said your um, parents were also. I mean, like. That that's another thing that um I'm seeing is like a pattern is that um, Mexicans, Latinos, Latinas in general like. Our, our, um, our families and our culture, like, we're a culture of entrepreneurship. Yeah, of making it happen and working like, and hustling. Everybody has a tia, tio, a primo, prima that does something, that sells something, creates something, yeah. sells something on the side, or, you know... Everywhere. We got, we got a guy for that. I yeah, it. I yeah, yeah. Oh, my I got cousin, a guy for that. Yeah, my cousin yeah. does that. I'll yes. hook you up. Yeah. Yes. It's everybody. Always, every yeah. you you go to any Latino family, and you, everybody has some sort of entrepreneurship. I'm like, my grandma was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like she was a seamstress, 
and so were my parents in their way and my other grandparents in their way everyone yeah it's what you have to do yeah (laughs) so we've been talking for a long time (laughs) we've been talking for like two hours i know and um and our kids have been hanging out and playing in and the background. Very, they've been, they've very been good. so good. Yeah, yeah, so quiet. Very good. Pizza and cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you in the world? Like like physical location or online or in social media? You can find me on Instagram at siempre underscore viva. Um, I do have a website. It's I am siempre viva. Um, dot com and you can find me on Facebook also Siempre Viva if you're a granny um. <laughs> my, my MySpace is killing me <laughs> wow five yeah. followers on MySpace yeah. she's number Who's nine does MySpace still exist I, I think like it Google does it. Yeah, I think, I it, think does. it does really? I think you could still find your old profiles on there oh my god I'm I gonna know. go on there cool. it's so funny <laughs> Um, and then I just pop up around town, um, around the Bay Area. Sometimes I be crazy and we go to L.A. I would love to do a pop-up somewhere else, another state. But we'll see. We'll see what 2019 brings. It's going to bring costumes. I know. <laughs> Hopefully some road trips, some new locations. Let's see. If you're out there, guys, contact me. Where can people find you? Never stopped this before. Um, <laughs> Instagram too is, is probably the best way. It's just um, at Paco Garcia Jr. One one word. Everything outside of that, you'll find out there. You know, I'll have the, the website pretty soon. A YouTube pretty soon. Maybe even a podcast. Who knows? But oh. definitely, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm working on, and then even with tattooing too, I'm I'm planning on doing a, you know, a couple of guest spots and stuff that are in the works right now. So when I have all of that information, that'll be up on on the, on the Instagram also. So I'm looking forward to everything that that's coming. What's your podcast gonna be about? <laughs> Murders. Murders. <laughs> so the, you know the murdering, the, murdering, it'll be husbands, murdering wives. No, <laughs> it'll be husbands that kill their wives. <laughs> no, and now they can learn some stuff. We, oh, we, we need some revenge. Murdering clowns. <laughs> no, too narrow. <laughs> oh, we have one of those. Well, at least you'll have one audience member. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> What's your podcast going to be about? Art related? Just the life, life. a day in yeah, the life of Paco? Just... Paco's life. Yeah. Paco, Paco vive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to get, I don't know, just to get as much people as possible to do what they want. Well, you've just... definitely given a lot of advice here. I mean, He's like great. for real, like I look up to you. <laughs> Seriously, like it's really... It's really inspiring to meet someone and say, I quit my job because it was making me miserable and I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing and I'm successful at it and I'm happy and I wouldn't change anything. Just continue to mm-hmm. go on this path. Like you, you, yeah, you, you came and you said that in like the most realist and humble way. And you didn't even drop a mic. I mean, he's done, <laughs> he's done that like five times. Like, like seriously, like so many times to be like, this is not working. I'm just going to quit. And not too many people can do that. <laughs> not me. So. And I want people to do it. Like yeah. it's, oh, The other side, it's so cool. It's harder than the safe one. But it's much more like I, don't know, I would never, I would never take it back. I would never do anything different. On my worst, hardest, most stressful, pounding on my heart and mind and family day, I'm happier than any any day of the other side. Uh, it's yeah, it's, and and I would totally listen to a podcast. Paco Libre. What? <laughs> it's a wrestling podcast. <laughs> no, you're free. Yeah. <laughs> Just do yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you, uh, thank thank you. you for having our kids hang out because they're <laughs> like best friends now. They are. They're <laughs> best friends. We're going to be here all the time. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. And thank I'm going to con- Yeah, I'm going to continue to follow your stories and watch you do amazing things. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Giselle's World and on Facebook at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com and please, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.